your eyes to the skies. It's time for Space Out on 95 PFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium. Good afternoon, David Britton. Good afternoon to you. How's it going? Uh, no, not too bad. I hear you've been um, looking at the sun. Yes, you uh, dropped off some eclipse glasses, and yeah. Jules, Jules and I have been outside and mm. had a look at an orange dot in the sky. Yeah, well, now the disk of the sun at the moment is blank, so um, you, you're seeing it bright. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it, it's uh, still on the way up, the number of sunspots. Um, if you want to check out um, you know, if there's something there, there's a website you can go to called spaceweather.com. Spaceweather.com. So spaceweather, one mm-hmm. word, dot com. And that um, has all sorts of information about the sun, and it's all totally current. And one of the things that has is um, the state of the sun every single day. Okay. Um, so uh, to give you an idea of how um, dead or still the sun has been, in 2020, the whole of last year, 50% of that time, 208 days, there were no sunspots to be seen. Mm. So that is, um, you know, what we call solar minimum. But if you go back to between 2011 and 2015, it goes two, zero, zero, one, and zero days each of those years without a sunspot. So that practically every day has some sunspot. Some sort of action. Mm, yeah, okay. but for you to see it with those eclipse glasses, it has to be a large sunspot, mm-hmm. um, at least the width of uh, Venus in the sky. Are we looking for something that's a bit darker, or is it just a yeah. bright spot? Yeah, Yeah, like, like a sort of um, melanoma. Patch. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Sort of, yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Now, David, uh, are we doing a bit of a, a look ahead? to 2021 um, and what's in store for this year in the night sky? Yeah, well, I thought actually we could start just a very quick um, look at what, what last year because, um, you know, we've only just missed, uh, you know, began 2021. So, I mean, just to remember last year, um, coronavirus had a huge effect on space science. Um, the, you know, the, the, the astronomers, the scientists, the technicians and so on, were kept at home. They couldn't get to the um, place of work, whether it's the university or an observatory. Um, and so the amount of research changed. It, it, there was a decrease and a number of projects were put on hold, um, but they were able to continue with certain things mm-hmm. from home, including anything involving a telescope in space. Um, they were able to carry on with, with all of those sort of uh, missions. But yeah, it had a big effect, and, and one of the more direct effects was in May last year, the head of Russia's human spaceflight program uh, tested positive for coronavirus and, and died just a few weeks later. Um, yeah, so it, it uh, has a, had a huge effect, and it still is having a big effect around the world. Yeah, totally. Um, at the end of the year, um, the Arecibo Observatory, um, the, the radio telescope there collapsed. Um, it was a huge uh, catastrophe, really. Um, but uh, there are already moves to get it rebuilt. Um, it'll take a, a while, I'm sure. 
Um, but it's, it looks like um, there's a strong possibility it will actually happen. Will it be in the same spot? Will they yeah. just completely demolish yeah. the rubble? Yeah, um, it'll, it'll be the... in the same spot because it's a natural um, sort of crater, if you like. It's not actually mm. a crater, but it's they're shaped like that. So it makes it much easier to suspend the cables in the right shape mm. um, in that hollow between these hills. Is that an international effort or is it just NASA ponying up for that one? Uh, no, NASA's got nothing to do with it, and, yeah. and, and hasn't actually. Um, that's never been a NASA uh, facility. Um, it, it's coming mostly out of Puerto Rico itself, as I understand, but um, yes, there's definitely international partners going to be involved. Okay. Um, we had uh, sample return missions. Um, we had uh, the Japanese were the first to bring a piece of an asteroid back, mm-hmm. um, which they did in December. At the same time as the you OSIRIS-REx know, mission from NASA um, successfully stowed away pieces of a, that asteroid Bennu, and it's on its way back uh, to Earth. It'll take a while to get back. And, of course, China got in on the act by bringing back some moon samples uh, at the end of the year as well, the first time uh, since the, um, uh, the, Chinese, uh, sorry, the Russians brought back some uh, samples in the early 1970s. Any any photos or an sort of analysis of the rocks that have been returned from either the moon or the asteroid? Um, the, for the moon, uh, the Chinese did provide uh, two uh, photos, one showing a little um, pile, little pyramid of, of um, pieces um, from the surface layer, and then the, the other one was a little pile of pieces from about um, uh, a bit below that so you've got the different types of material but the, the first uh, rule with any of these sorts of missions is that the scientists behind the mission get first bite of the cherry Systems, yeah. so yeah it'll be after they've done their um, examinations and written up their papers and been published that it'll become more available to other scientists around the world. Do they pass around the samples? Do they go, hey, we'll just courier you some moon rocks and you um, go for Not in general. Oh. Um, there shouldn't be a, any um, great need for a lot of that because um, they can do the actual examination and provide the data from, um, from home base, if you like. Okay. It would only be if they don't have specialised equipment that another researcher might need that they might send a sample. But any samples they'd see would be very small. They don't need uh, you know, a handful of, of rocks these days. They mm-hmm. do it on very small, and I mean really small samples. Okay. Um, and of course, the end of uh, the year, there was the conjunction of Saturn and Jupiter in the sky, which um, some of us uh, saw, uh, sort of gap in the clouds uh, for like a quarter of an hour, but that was about it. Um, yeah, a bit, bit of a an anticlimax in some ways. I saw it a couple of days later with some binoculars up north, and it still looked pretty awesome. Exactly, and and I did say that um, at our last um, session. You know, um, keep looking; it is still there. It's just that they are getting lower and lower, closer to the horizon. Mm. What's new, though, is just below it. Um, you probably can't quite see it yet, unless you've got a really good western um, aspect, like a Pihar or somewhere. Mercury is coming up. Mm-hmm. And so next week, um, between 11th and the 14th, Mercury's going to move up next to Jupiter and Saturn. So Jupiter's really bright, Saturn's a bit dimmer, 
and mercury is quite faint. Um, but binoculars, if you're looking at the, the uh, Jupiter and Saturn, you should be able to pick out Mercury. Um, the moon on the 14th will be very close, but you'll need a telescope to see it because it'll be one day old. So new moon's on the 13th, so it'll be really, really skinny. But the, over the next couple of days, the moon's going to move further away and get brighter and thicker and easier to see. But unfortunately, Jupiter and Saturn will carry on getting closer to the sun and that they're going to disappear over the next uh, couple of weeks. Okay, nice. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, something to look forward to um, and keep an eye on. Another thing to look forward to in May um, is a total eclipse of the moon. So there's a lunar eclipse on the 26th of May, uh, visible over the whole of New Zealand. Um, they'll get more information about that um, closer to the time. Um, but, yeah, that, that'll be a, a really good one. Having said that... The actual totality part only lasts a quarter of an hour. <laughs> now, that's not quite the same problem as you would with the sun. If that was a solar eclipse, totality, you really need to have the sun completely covered for things to go dark. Mm. Um, it doesn't work quite the same way with, with the moon. Um, so you can still get a really good view of the eclipse, even though, strictly speaking, the totality um, portion only lasts a quarter of an hour. When did we last have a total eclipse of the sun and everything went dark? In New Zealand? Yes. Hey. Fucking chime in. I remember there was a partial, a pretty good partial eclipse back in 1982. Yeah, we've, we've had partial eclipses. It was quite a strong an, one as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, and we had an annular eclipse where the, the sun appears as a, a ring um, because the moon is further away and it doesn't cover the whole of the sun up. But I think the last total eclipse that was probably i think about 1965 okay all right yeah so we've got about um let me think nine, uh, 20 30 something 34 i think is the next um big one which goes down through dunedin and is there another one across the uh, united states in a couple of years time yeah there's some other eclipses this year but none visible in new zealand um there's an annular eclipse um, we see a ring, um, which is only to be seen near, near the South Pole, so in Antarctica to see that, I'm afraid. Um, yeah, so that we've got polar eclipses. They come in groups, and so there's one near the North Pole and one near the South Pole, but, yeah, only the lunar eclipse visible in New Zealand, unfortunately. What time is this lunar eclipse? Um, it's um, late, later at night, so the, the peak... Um, uh, is uh, let me think about eleven twenty. Okay, doable. Um, Stay up at for that the one. night, so it's, yeah. it's a good, um, be nice and uh, one to see. Yeah, uh, but it'll give more information um, closer, to, closer the time. to the time. Yeah. Yeah, nice. And what else? What else have we got to look forward to this year? Um, that's as far as things to see. That's probably uh, about it. But as far as space missions go. Um, the three missions that will be arriving at Mars this year that uh, launched last year. So we had the close approach on Mars, and that's when they launched the, um, the rockets because it's the shortest distance between the two planets. Uh, so there's one from China, um, one from, uh, from NASA, and ooh, what's the third one? Oh, the United Arab Emirates. Um, they, they sent one which is going to be in orbit. So there's, there's three missions to Mars uh, that will be arriving. Um, later in the year, the James Webb Space Telescope is due to launch 
finally. Um, that's going to go to the far side of the moon and uh, sits um, there um, taking infrared and other um, uh, images of around the, 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 the cosmos. Um, so we'll be able to talk about more of that uh, close to the time. And there's another one, a very interesting one, called the Lucy mission from NASA. It's going to go and visit eight asteroids all um, near Jupiter. So, um, yeah, it'll be, that'll be a really interesting one to, um, to, to follow. Um, aside from that, there's a whole lot of stuff with um, SpaceX um, doing crewed missions on their Starliner, which they're uh, still working on. Um, Japanese sending a rover um, to the moon. Mm-hmm. Um, the Russians are going to land uh, a mission near the South Pole of the moon. And, uh, yeah, there's a whole bunch of... Um, things there. And SpaceX, meantime, is still sending up the Starlink satellites. Um, they're really um, doing quite a, quite a, a number on on that. So um, there'll be over 1,200 of them um, in the next few months uh, orbiting around the Earth. Nice one. Nice one. Now, is there anything else, or uh, do we want to have a look at the current day and night sky? Sorry, I couldn't hear that. Uh, was there anything else uh, to look forward to this year, or did you want to uh, run through what we can check out in the uh, current night sky? Um, well, I've sort of covered the, the brighter, easier things for, for the night sky mm-hmm. uh, with the planets. There's nothing in the morning sky, I'm afraid, uh, as far as planets go. Um, what you can look for after sunset, if you've uh, got a good view of the, the north, Low down is the Andromeda galaxy, sort of in the north-northwest, about 7 or 8 degrees above the horizon. So you really need to have a good northern low horizon um, to see it. But if you've got a nice dark sight, um, it is visible naked eye. It's the furthest object you can see with your naked eye. It's um, over uh, 2 million light years away. Uh, there's nothing uh, further than that you can see without having to use binoculars or a telescope or something. Um, so there'll be something uh, a bit ambitious, but uh, it's worth uh, um, having a look. Nice, nice. And uh, what's uh, what's on at the Stardome? At Stardome, uh, it, it's uh, reopened uh, now, um, so it's, it's all, all back up and running properly. Uh, the thing uh, that we're running uh, right now is called the school holiday um, uh, programs. So what we have is um, a show every hour from 10 o'clock to 4 o'clock, a different um, show um, each um, hour, like The Secret of the Cardboard Rocket, The Little Star That Could, Perfect Little Planet, The Accidental Astronauts, Dinosaurs at Dusk, uh, The Wild Weather and Solar System. And between those, uh, there'll be rocket launching um, out the back uh, as long as the weather is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, and some science experiments uh, with uh, the astronomy educators um, as well. So it's $8 per person uh, per show. Um, you need to book, uh, phone the, the observatory at 624-1246 um, or go to the website, stardome.org.nz. Uh, so lots of information there, um, and you can also um, find out how to book as well. 
Excellent. Hey, thank you very much, David Britton from the Stardome. Thank you uh, very much, and all may, the best for 2021. Yeah, we may, uh, we'll see how we, we're looking this month, but we may be checking in with you a couple more times. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll um, see what, what the story is there. Okay, nice one. All right, well, you have a pleasant afternoon, and hopefully uh, you get a nice cool breeze through the house. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Bye-bye. Control, we are docked. That was spaced out on 95 BFM, thanks to the Stardome Observatory and Planetarium.